acknowledging that the two of you as advisors, as Arab Muslim women, you're asked to do this podcast, you're asked to represent your communities, you're asked to represent the students, you're asked to do education. Would you mind talking a little bit about the pros and cons of that? What might be good about it, but what might be frustrating or the changes you'd like to see so that it does become a more of an institutional responsibility? I mean, it's some for the most part, I don't I don't mind being the, the advocate. There's it's, it's still rewarding in itself, you know, like, so when, I mean, I'm in the Academic Advising Center. Um, Nina probably sees a lot more Arab Muslim students that need translation, you know, and, and a little bit more assistance. I get, when somebody comes into the academic advising office and they're like, well, I, I need to see an Arab or I need to see a female Arab because they feel more comfortable, you know, sitting down with somebody that they can relate to. I'm the one that they come to because I'm the only one in that area. Um, so it's it's interesting that that's the case um, because sometimes it takes me to different parts of the campus because there's nobody there to help the student um, because the student doesn't know how to communicate necessarily with whoever they're trying to get their um, questions answered from. Um, I I mean of course I'd love to see things be um, more unified where where these these issues are resolved and everybody felt comfortable with everyone um, that might be unrealistic in life I don't know um, but until then I'm I'm you know all I can do is try to help the best way that I can I personally don't see any cons and being that representative because I mean really we've kind of invited that by being these club advisors but also from an academic professional background I'm not only an administrator here at the college, but I also teach courses on Arab American studies and on Middle Eastern American issues and academic departments um, at UIC and, and at St. Xavier. And I've always wanted to, you know, educate people about Arab Americans, people of Arab descent. Um, and that was long before Moraine Valley came along. Um, so, I mean, obviously my master's is in international affairs and focus on U.S foreign and domestic policy, but my research always focused on U.S. policy towards Palestine because I'm Palestinian, of Palestinian descent. My parents were born there and it's very, it's something very important to me and close to my heart. So I've always kind of gravitated towards that academically anyways and professionally. So here, although my focus is not specifically in um, my, my job focus is not specific to Arab students by default because of the department that I work in, we do serve a large population on campus and they're some of the most vulnerable students on campus because if they're coming here for English as a second language, they're many times new arrivals. Sometimes they may be from war-torn countries. They may be refugees. They could be asylees, but they could also be people that have been here for a decade or two and highly educated and haven't had a chance to come back and just learn the language. So it's a very diverse population. Um, I think that sometimes I personally feel like it'd be nice to even to be consulted even more because mm -hmm. we do have that expertise that our administration could um, take advantage of. And sometimes they do consult with us about specific things. And sometimes, you know, we're not consulted and, and that's, you know, fine. But I think that we can offer even more um, to our campus and to um, institutional building and policy making and um, I'm just fortunate I guess to have a voice as an administrator because we do have several faculty and staff members that are of Arab descent but 
you know, sitting on some of the committees with other administrators and looking around, I, you know, do have a specific perspective as an Arab Muslim female, but of course, again, just as an administrator and as an educator in general, and not all my decision-making or perspectives, you know, can be traced specifically to my Arab or Muslim background. It's just part of my identity. So thank you for asking though. And I'm always thankful and I'm sure Sundas is as well when we have opportunities like this, because it's very rare that a project is focused specifically on educating the public about Arabs and Muslims um, in our community and the library I know has thousands and thousands of students and community members walking through it and the foot traffic is very high in volume and I'm sure that the activity online is even higher and so this will be out there for the community and for the world to hear and we're fortunate for this opportunity so thank you for taking this on we appreciate your work yeah, we appreciate uh, not only your work, but the authenticity uh, that we were able to gather from your students that we that we participated in. I want to give a shout out to my beautiful daughter, Mona. She's 11 years old in fifth grade. And to my boys who are always full of energy, uh, Dino, and he's seven, as well as my five-year-old son, Jabril. I have two five-year-old girls. Uh, he am and Judy and uh, they, they are they're just the highlight of my life um, fantastic fantastic girls their imagination just runs wild with them um, so yes shout out to them they're seriously everything I could have ever dreamed of and more I just want to say one more thing you know um, Sundas and I have worked together for several years now and you know in a professional capacity and we're also friends and you know, we have, I think, leaned on each other for support when we've needed it the most. And, you know, it's been challenging. It's been very rewarding and amazing work has come out in these last, you know, several years with Eastern organizations and across campus, but it's also been challenging. And I just want to say thank you um, for your support and for just being a great colleague and friend because I think that our students also look at us as examples and when we have good working relationships they are also inclined to work well together and you know see that it's important to support each other not only on campus but in the community and at events and um, I'm just happy to have a colleague like Sundas. Thank you I think I'm pretty lucky too. <laughs> We've definitely worked on a lot of things together and uh, quickly became friends because our offices were really close to each other. She worked in multicultural student affairs and um, my office was right around the corner um, in uh, academic advising so uh, we we got a friendship we made our husband's friends and uh, <laughs> um, they run marathons yeah. together we've been through pregnancies together right smart gentlemen not to resist I wanna yeah. <laughs> so we've definitely collaborated on a lot of things and uh, I mean Nina's definitely a smart lady so she's <laughs> been a great a great resource and uh, has a lot of connections and you know can really make things happen so no, I really appreciate having you as my friend and, and as my colleague as well. Thank you. So thank you, Sundas. Thank you, Nina. Thank you, Tish, for this episode of MVCC POV, Voices from the Valley. 
This episode of MVCC POV was produced by AWD PhD and edited by Tish Hayes with music by Lakey Inspired. Special thanks to the MVCC Library for supporting the podcast.